Just where are the Calgary Flames in the pecking order of the NHL? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another game show edition of Locked On Flames. Thank you so much for joining us here today. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto, joined by my co-host, Nick Zeraris. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel in the spirit of gaming. Uh, This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today locked on today to get started i am really excited for this uh continuation of game shows and today yeah we've got deal or no deal yes we do we do in a way yeah so the, the rub with deal or no deal is you don't know what you have in your case uh today's episode we know what we have in our case we have the calgary flames in our case and we are going to go process of elimination would you rather be this team, or would you rather be the Calgary Flames? That's the essence of today's episode. Oh, man. I I mean, do we really know what's in this case? Because we don't know what this team could be. That's part of the variables, because it's not just <laughs> about that. It's not just, you know, this team right now. It's the team based on the money that they have tied up and who they have tied up in, whatever draft picks you own, whatever prospects you own. You know, all of that is included. Like, if you were to do this for different teams, it would come out different ways because you're in different scenarios. Like, if you're the a Blackhawks fan, would you rather be you guys or would you rather be, I don't know, like the Predators? We're like, yeah, we're, we can make the playoffs next year, but if we keep waiting two or three years from now, we should probably be close to what Nashville is, but we'll have several years to build off of that. Yes. Yeah, so now that that is out of the way, we are going to move through this list in alphabetical order. Is that yeah. uh, how we're doing this? That, okay. That's how I have it. That's probably the easiest way to keep organized. That yeah. way we don't over we don't overlap. So Wonderful. first up in alphabetical order is the Anaheim Ducks. I think I would rather be the Flames than the Ducks. Yeah, easily. I mean, yes, the Ducks are I like, have talent, but I like the Flames I, a little bit more. I like Carlson, who they drafted. You've seen flashes from Zegris. You'll have a healthy Jamie Drysdale. McTavish had a solid season last year. Troy Terry is a solid player. You know, they've got individual pieces. They might be able to turn John Gibson into some assets, but they're still at least probably two years away from even being a fringe playoff team, let alone being a Stanley Cup contender, where the Flames are probably just a fringe playoff team and not a cup contender. But they at least have some, you know, found some established NHLers who, you know, solid professionals. You know what you're going to get from every single day. The Ducks don't have a defenseman as good as Rasmus Anderson or Mackenzie Weaver. They just don't. No, and it's simple as that. Uh, the next one, same boat, Coyotes. Uh, I would rather be the Flames than the Coyotes uh, for a yeah. lot of reasons. The The roster in Arizona is just rel- it's underwhelming. They've been stockpiling guys for a while now. They have a million draft picks every single year because they're willing to money launder other teams' cap space. Allegedly. At, uh, no, they are money. They're trading cap space for draft picks. And at some point, they actually have to start spending money on real players. You can't, every time you have a good player, 
okay, it's time to trade him like they did with Oliver Ekman Larson, like they may or may not do with Clayton Keller. At some point, you actually got to start pushing chips in and put taking on veterans who make a decent amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm out. I'm fully Calgary on that one. This one's an interesting one, and that's the Buffalo Sabres. I, I think there's an argument you might want to be the Sabres over the Flames because Buffalo, even though they have some older guys who are expensive, like Jeff Skinner, they have an ascendant group in the younger guys like Dolly, Rasmus Dalin, Owen Power. Devin Levy is going to get a full season who, you know, very prestigious, prodigious, prestigious, whatever word I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. for college goalie, really strong track record at uh, Northeastern. But you don't know what he is. At, the goalie prospects always worry me. Anytime teams are banking their goalie, their future on – one of their really good amateur goalies popping right away. I worry for the guy because it's really hard to come in as a goalie without a ton of minor league, without a ton of AHL experience, let alone NHL experience to really hit the ground running. So I think there's an argument you would rather be Buffalo because you've got your, you've got two really good young defensemen. You've got Tage Thompson who showed you a lot last year. You've got guys a little bit further down the lineup, like Dylan Cousins who's shown flashes of being a solid player. Buffalo is kind of the inverse of Calgary where, yeah, they're kind of limited. They don't have a ton of money to make space happen, but their group is kind of still on their way up, whereas Calgary's is kind of plateaued and may even be on their way down. So I think there's a real argument. I think you could put Buffalo in the maybe category. Yeah, I would definitely put them in like that overlapping section in a Venn diagram just because I think that, you know, there's a case for both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Moving along. Next up the Boston Bruins, and this is a matter of do you want to buy the magic beans? Like we talked about yesterday, the Bruins are selling, we're going to keep the band one last time. Bergey's coming back, last tour. It's like the Rolling Stones saying this is their last tour in 1986, which my uncle tells me about all the time. Yeah, I went. It was supposed to be their last tour. It was 40 years ago. That's what it is at this point with Bergeron. This is the last Bergeron tour. This is the last time the Bruins are going on tour with Patrice Bergeron. I think you, if you want to make the argument that you would rather have a little bit more flexibility and kind of some known quantities, I think you could argue you would rather be the Flames because you kind of have a little bit better understanding of what your future is going to look like. But if you're in it just for the cheap high of what can we do this year, you take the Bruins 100%. If you only care about this upcoming season, you take the Bruins – and then after that, you know, you've got Lindholm, you've got McAvoy, you've got Pasta locked up, you've got two goalies, you'll probably end up trading one, you keep the other. You got okay building blocks to work with there, but that's an older group. That's an older, yeah. expensive group. So I, I, I think you probably take the Bruins because you have defined guys. Like, Pasternak would be the best player on the Flames. Charlie McAvoy would be the best player on the Flames. Hippas Lindholm probably would be the second best defenseman on the Flames. And you'd take either of the Bruins goalies. So I think you probably do end up taking the Bruins over the Flames. Yeah, and I guess, like, in the only way I don't is their, like, prospect pool. I feel like the Flames have guys who are uh, ready to make the jump to the NHL and really even like they're not they're undeveloped guys are still uh their ceilings higher and I would much rather bank on them than Don Sweeney's drafting abilities this is very true the Bruins have historically struggled drafting next up this is a team it's a definitely yes that's the Carolina Hurricanes who they're well-rounded they're a little expensive they may the only real complaint you have about that team is they don't keep 
good players because their owners a little cheap and they try and they try and do the hedge fund solution of cutting costs and getting like three fourths or four fifths of the production for a lot less money and saying it's fine because we have so many talented guys. They'll be a good team again this year. They're going to be one of the favorites to come out of the East. They'll probably end up being fourth or fifth in the preseason Stanley cup odds by the time we actually know what the rosters look like in late September. So Carolina for sure. And Carolina's well-stocked too. They've got a few prospects who are still waiting for an opportunity to really jump into the mix and kind of establish themselves. Cause you've got some older guys like Stahl, Martinook who are lower down in that lineup who are a little bit older, but you definitely would rather be Carolina than the flames right now. Yeah. You basically said it all. I I really think that, Especially with uh, Rod Brindamore as your coach, like you, that helps too. It really does help. Yeah. All right, Chicago. I think you take the Flames over Chicago because I think you no. Know, even if you take Chicago and you have Bedard coming, that's a one guy. Like as good as he's going to be, you have one high school senior to to hang your franchise on. Yeah. They've drafted reasonably well. They've got some bad contracts that they're just going to ride out a little longer because the next couple years for the Blackhawks don't matter. You realistically, the Blackhawks are right now what the Ducks were two years ago, right? They've got one really good young guy. They need more than just that one guy to really be taken seriously. So yeah, you'd rather be the Flames than the Blackhawks because the Blackhawks still need to build a whole team. Right. Uh, You can't just ice, you know, one kid with a bunch of meh around him to you're not going to win that way. That's not how it works. Um, I don't even know what their goalie situation looks like. I feel like it's kind of just been a revolving door since like 2020. Well, yeah. I mean, the vast majority of teams are on the goalie carousel where they're just rotating them amongst each other. Like I I found out this morning, Cam Talbot's on the Kings and I didn't know that. Yes. With David Riddick, who it's basically Calgary again. Yes. Um, Yes. Warmer. But uh do we want to take a quick break here and uh, dive back into? Yeah. All right. Sweet. So coming up next, we are going to continue our list of yes, no, maybe so's. Uh, and Nick mentioned earlier about uh, the preseason Stanley Cup contenders and uh, Stanley Cup favorites. And I can guarantee you FanDuel will be participating in that. And right now you can take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from money line to the over under and who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Our friend, our friends at FanDuel have Carolina tied for the best odds to win the Stanley Cup going into the season as of right now. <laughs> I pulled up their website while you're uh, Colorado. Those oh, are the man. two teams. They're both they're both nine to one to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I put some money, maybe I don't know, free money. <laughs> so who's up next after Chicago? Uh, 
Colorado, who we just talked about, who yeah, yeah I would love Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> even with even with Gabe Landeskog probably medically retiring, you, you you take Colorado. You got two, you got three of the twenty best players in the entire league in McCarr, Ranton, and McKinnon. Georgiev proved himself to be a solid, slightly above average NHL starter. You've still got Devontae, you've got Bowen Byram. You went out and you got um, why can't I think of his name? Ross Colton. They yeah. gave Miles Wood that contract, which was a little weird, but that they, they are in an okay situation. They're going to always be as long as they have Ranton and McKinnon and McCarr, they're gonna be one of the three or four best teams in the West. And as the last couple of years have shown, you don't have to be the one seed to get particularly far in the playoffs. You just gotta get in, you get hot, you get your superstars going. You saw Colorado win the cup already, you know they can do it. And yeah, McKinnon's number is going to jump up. He's going to become the highest played player in the league starting this upcoming season when his new contract kicks in. But they're well situated to keep uh, adding on as they go and try and win another cup in the primes of McKinnon and Rantanen. And McCarr is so much younger than them that you could arguably that McCarr can arguably have two primes where, you know, his early 20s and then again in his late 20s when they re-rack the team around him. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I would easily take Colorado. Um, I feel like you know, like you said, three of the best players in the NHL. And and you got a good coach in Jared Bednar, too. Yeah. And I feel like a solid general manager, too. And, of course, anything with Kale McCarr, um, I I take that. I will eat that up uh, immediately. Why would you not want him on your side or be wherever he is? Yeah. All right. Next up. Uh, I... On paper, I should probably would say, yes, I probably would rather be the Flames than the Blue Jackets. But there's a tiny part of me that is like, eventually some of these young guys have to be good because they've been stockpiling them since Panarin, Duchesne, and Bobrovsky all left in that one offseason. Like eventually, you know, Kirill Marchenko or whomstever is going to pop off. Maybe they can salvage something out of, you know – why can't I think of his name? Kent Johnston, who they drafted, went to Michigan. They drafted another Michigan kid this year and Adam Fantilli. They're going to have a good team eventually. It's just a matter of like the, the struggle of keeping guys there. You know, you don't really have clarity on the goaltending situation. Oh, yeah. Mike Babcock's the coach, which oh, not very. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I would rather be the Flames than the Blue Jackets. Yeah, there was a very lovely uh, Blue Jackets fan in our comments on our last video. This is no shade towards you, but again, going far away from uh, Mike Babcock is possible. Just not not a situation I want to be. Yeah. Next, uh, Dallas. Yeah, I'd rather be Dallas than that. I'd much rather be Dallas. Dallas's only real flaw is that they're giving Ryan Suter a bunch of money until he literally turns into dust. That's really the only bad. That's really the only complaint you have. You saw the bones of a good team this year. Jake Ottinger struggled in the playoffs, which may be a cause for concern. But over the course of the regular season, he was really good. You've got one of probably the seven or eight best defensemen in the league, Amiro Heiskanen. Jason Robertson, a 40-gold guy now. Rupe Hintz on – if Rupe Hintz can stay healthy a full season, he can flirt with a 90-point season. Joe Pavelski is just a mortal now. You know, Sagan and Ben were able to turn about Sagan and Ben were able to play really well last year. Why Johnston was somebody who was in the mix for the Calder trophy. Dallas is pretty well situated, especially in the West, which I think the West is probably a little bit better than the East in terms of overall talent. But I think Dallas is probably the second best team in the West after Colorado on paper. Yeah, 
No, I think that that's fair. And I feel like Dallas doesn't have the situation with, you know, 200 bajillion dollars tied up in, you know. They have to figure out Jason Robertson still because they bridged him last year. But after that, they're okay. They got Pavelski to agree to an extension. So, yeah, Dallas is in okay shape. Yeah, I'm riding that wave. Detroit, uh, I think I'd rather be the Flames than Detroit. I, I'm i kind of out on the Iser plan. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot over the last few weeks. I was arguing about it with somebody the other day. I just don't see it. Like, Dabrinkit's good. Mo Sider's good. Dylan Larkin's good. And then you got a bunch of older guys. You know, yeah. you got Andrew Kopp. You brought in David Perron. Like, I see what you're attempting to do. But unless you get a transcendent talent in the draft somewhere eventually, you're not gonna you're never gonna get to that next tier. Detroit will be in the mix for a playoff spot this year, but I don't think they have the horses to get in. And even if they did, they're probably the last team to get in in the East, just because the yeah. East is so everybody in the East it probably isn't as talented as in the West, but all the teams in the East are close to each other in terms of talent. So they take all season beating the crap out of each other. And it's why the playoff field is so condensed most of the time. Yeah, and I feel like uh, it could be like a similar situation to Buffalo last season yeah. where they, they heat up, but it just it doesn't go anywhere. Okay, Edmonton, you got to you gotta pick Edmonton. Just, they got the best player. They've got the best player in the league. Yes, they employ Evander Kane, which is unfortunate. They have bad contracts tied up in Darnell Nurse's contract is one of the worst in the entire league. He's he he really benefited from that short season where he played only the Canadian teams because that was the year <laughs> he negotiated that extension. Uh they got they you saw flashes. This last year was definitely the best the Oilers have been since McDavid got there. Ken Holland has been creative in trying to round out that roster a little bit better. I like the at moves they made at the deadline where they added Ekholm, they added Bukestad, guys who filled specific needs. But I think you have to take Edmonton. Edmonton's got really good cup odds. I was looking before on FanDuel. They're fourth? Yeah, they're tied for – oh, no, they're tied for third with the Devils and Leafs, the Oilers, the cup odds. So, huh. yeah, I, the, yeah, there's a the, – the Oilers are pretty well positioned. Yeah. All right, Florida – Florida's hard because, like, yeah, I would like to have Kachuk and Barkov and Brandon Montour, but like, I don't believe in the goaltending. No, I, I don't believe in the bottom six that they have. Like, you know, there's a reason they were employing Mark Stahl and Eric Stahl last year because they had to fill out the rest of that lineup with warm right. bodies. You had really good seasons from like Carter Verhage and Brandon Montour, but Florida's kind of, I don't. I think Florida is probably closer to a fringe playoff team than a cup contender. Uh, I mean, they the also had more points than them last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't know. I feel. I feel like Florida never stays fully healthy. They, they're always the dinged up. They're always like someone's out for a considerable amount of time. All right, let's squeeze in the Kings before we move on here. I think. I think I'd probably take the Kings just because they're still kind of on that upward trajectory where they have several young guys where you, mm -hmm. you think they're probably a little more high end than the flames. Young guys. Where I think Peltier and Coronado will be good pros. I think Dustin Wolf will be a good pro. I think Quentin Byfield, whenever he eventually gets it, yeah. gets it is going to be better than either of those guys. They've got a lot of money tied up in older guys. You know, they got Kopitar, they got to know they have Dubois. Now they've got Drew Doughty. 
The goaltending is a bit of a question mark, like we were just talking, but a lot That's of the teams good. in the West, a lot of teams in the West just don't have good goaltending, frankly. Yes. And coming up next, we are going to wrap up the show with some more of your favorite teams. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today and uh, this game show-themed week here on Lockdown Flames. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. Oh, boy. Who's next? Uh, The Minnesota Wild, who, in a similar position to Calgary, where decent team, uh, limited because they don't have cap space. They still got to really deal with the, the, um, what's the word, the crunch of Suter and Parisi. They have good players. I like a lot of the guys on the wild. They're one of my favorite teams to watch. Maybe you get something out of Marco Rossi who went really high in that draft, who really still still trying to work his way back up to what he was before he caught COVID and it really kind of took a toll on him. But they have a talented group. You you, you saw Matt Boldy really thrive last year. He got a long-term extension. Matt Zuccarello is still good. Kaprizov is one of the 10, 15 best players in the league. That's a solid team. But I think you're probably better off being where the Flames are because if the Flames want to unwind this and kind of start over, they can because not a lot of their guys have crazy term left. They have crazy term on three, four guys on the whole team, whereas the Wild, you know, they gave out long-term contracts to a lot of these guys. So I I think I'd rather be the Flames than the Wild from the perspective of they have a better chance of rebuilding the roster in a quicker way. Absolutely. 100% agree with you there. Montreal is interesting. I think I'd rather be the Flames because I just don't know what the vision is yet. Because Montreal is still in the ascending, accumulating talent portion of their rebuild. And I saw how the the last rebuild that, you know, Jeff Gordon was in charge of went. And, you know, the players that turned out of it in New York. And I just don't know. Like, they drafted the defenseman this year. They took Slavkovsky last year. Cole Caulfield, Dick Suzuki, good players. They still don't have one defenseman of note in their entire prospect pool. They don't really have goalie figured out either. I understand why some people would be like, well, Montreal's still on the upswing. They've got all this cap space. They can make things happen. Yeah, but, you know, eventually you got to actually be good. Like, it's great to be rebuilding. But, right. like, you know, the, the Sabres were rebuilding for 10 years. Like, you got to have some progress in the course of these in the course of these rebuilds. Yeah, you have to hit those benchmarks. And exactly. if you don't have those benchmarks, then someone in your front office is failing you. Yeah. Uh, Nashville is interesting. I think I'd rather be Calgary than Nashville because Nashville hasn't shown a willingness to kind of bottom out and tank that I don't think the flames, the flames haven't shown that either, but I think the flames hand is going to be forced by guys getting traded and the team just not being particularly good. Whereas Nashville, you know, they brought in Ryan O'Reilly when they should probably be trying to, you know, be bad. They should try and be bad. They should try and turn UC Soros into a bunch of stuff because they've got Askarov on the way, who's yeah. the next young goalie prospect that everyone's very excited about. But, yeah, I think I'd rather be the Flames than Nashville. And don't get me wrong, Nashville's got good players. Roman yeah. Yossi is a pleasure to watch. UC Soros is one of the five best goalies in the league. That Philip Forsberg can still occasionally make cool things happen. But, yeah, I think I'd rather be the Flames. Yeah, they're going to be in the middle for me. I feel like, you know, like yeah. like other yeah, teams they- get arguments for both sides. I like how aggressive Barry Trotz has been, but I don't yes. know if it's aggressive. In the right way. In the right way. Yeah. Long term. Okay. Not even long term, but. Right. We can knock all three of these out. The three New York State Tri-State area teams, the Devils, Islanders, Rangers. I think the Devils and Rangers, you definitely say no. 
I think the Islanders, you could say yes, just on the same grounds of Nashville and what I said before about um, Minnesota, where the Islanders cannot unwind this team and start over. They have no. money tied. They have sunk too many draft picks and too much money into Brock Nelson and Bo Horvat and Anders Lee and Matt Barzell to really kind of unwind and start over. They give out those contracts to Mayfield and Engvall. They have Pulak and Pelic still locked up. They don't really have any assets to go out and get more stuff. So if you wanted to say, well, the Islanders ceiling is probably a second round exit and I would rather try and build a team as deep and as well-rounded as possible. I think you could argue you'd rather be the flames, but it's a conversation. Yeah, no, completely agree with you there. I, I, I'd much rather be the Islander, not the Islanders, sorry, the Devils and Rangers over the flames. Yeah. 100%. Ottawa, I'd rather be the flames. I I, don't know if, yeah. Ottawa has just got, like, I like a lot of the guys they have. Like, Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, Jake Sanderson, Tom Shabbat, Giroux. They've got solid guys. I just don't know if they're ever going to be able to build a roster well enough to kind of complement and augment those mm-hmm. guys properly. I mean, they were decent last year, but it took a lot. I mean, they need to figure out the coaching thing. They need one more defenseman because poor Shabbat plays like 36 minutes a game. They need a goalie. That That's still something they haven't had in a while. So I think you definitely would rather be the Flames than Ottawa. And I, I like Tim Stutzla and Brady Kachuk a lot. Those are both yeah. really good players. Yeah, no, same. I just I don't think that they are uh, really sure what they want to do with this roster. The Flyers, I'd rather be the Flames. I, the Flyers also yeah, might just be cursed. Yeah. The Flyers might just be cursed. Like, there's not anything anyone could do to fix the Flyers. No, no, never. I will be the Flames any day. You could be the Penguins. You could you could just listen to Glory Days over and over again. And yeah. that's all you got at this point. Like, even if they trade for Eric Carlson, they're at best. They're at best, they're the fourth best team in the East. And nobody believes in Tristan Yari. At, no, at I does he even believe in himself? That's a real question. And when it comes to these goalies, that's that's part of the issue. You saw he got in his own head. All right, this is a quick one. You'd rather be the Flames than the Sharks? Yes. Not, not even a question. No. Not, not There's not like, oh, but they have this prospect and that prospect. Just no. The Sharks do not entice me in the slightest bit. No. Seattle, that's where it's an interest. That's an interesting one. Because Seattle... Because Seattle's still on that upward trajectory where they still don't know what they are in a lot of respects, and they still have young guys who have yet to really pop off. You get Matty Beniers for another year. You get to see what he rounds out to. They still have like $8, 9000000 million in cap space so they could go out and get a significant player at the trade deadline if they wanted to. They have all their draft picks. Excuse me. They're in a well-situated position to keep, keep it going. They didn't reach that as high of a peak as Vegas did as early as they did. But they're well situated for a gradual incline to get into that next tier of team. Because Seattle, I think, will be a playoff team next year. It's just a matter of how far they can go in the playoffs. Yeah, I think there's a little bit more excitement surrounding them, too. And again, they have players that would like to be there. So Yes, that helps. That helps. Okay. St. Louis, I would rather be the Flames than the Blues. The the Blues are kind of in that no man's land where they already won their Stanley Cup. So, like, at this point, everybody's kind of – it's whatever. We're just here to see what have fun, try and win some <laughs> hockey games. Like you're not gonna fire Craig Berube. You're a good team. You're at best, you're a good team. You get in as the last team, that's great and all. And you also are stuck with Jordan Bennington, which no one wants to be. So yeah, I'd rather be the Flames. Yeah, one hundred percent. 
Okay, uh, Lightning, Toronto, I put them in the same boat. I'd rather be bo- the Lightning or the Leafs than the Flames. Yeah, <laughs> no question. This is an interesting one, Vancouver. Uh, I kind of want to say I'd rather be Vancouver because Vancouver has the high-end talent already. Yeah. They've got Pedersen, they've got Quinn Hughes, they've got JT Miller, they've got... I wouldn't say Brock Besser's elite anymore, but he was elite once upon a time. Thatcher Demko has shown the capability to be elite. So I think you you picked the Flames, but the the Canucks are at least enticing. Yes. Uh, yeah. And plus you get to live somewhere very pretty. So Vancouver is pretty. <laughs> uh, Vegas, yeah, you'd rather be Vegas. Yeah, I'd much rather be Vegas. The Washington Capitals. No. Uh, the Flames. You don't want to just be there for the vibes. You don't want to just be there for Ovi trying to break the record. Cause oh. at, at least you got that. Like, you know, you won your cup um, already and you get to go for history. You know, you're not winning anything, Yeah. but at least, at least you get to raise the, you have to be at the game where they unveil the banner with Alexander Ovechkin, greatest goal scorer of all time. Yeah. You that's got, also true. I, yeah. But, I guess. If you're playing to the emotions, I think you could argue you'd rather be Washington. Yeah. They're on their way to a nursing home, so sure. And that leaves us with one team left. The Winnipeg Jets, who we do not want to be. No, I don't want to be the Winnipeg Jets. No, I I would not like to be the Winnipeg Jets. I'm I'm all set. I'll pass. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I like a lot of their guys. Like I like Kyle Connor. I like Josh Morrissey. Nick Ehlers is one of the most underrated players in the entire league. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Shifley's on his way out. You know Hellebuck yeah. wants to go as well. So you're, you're stuck. The the Jets and Flames are effectively in the same position where their best players would like to leave, and it's a matter of the organization facilitating that and get decent yeah. returns. So I, I think I would rather just be the Flames because at least they have Mackenzie Weger and you know, Rasmus Anderson. You know, I, I that's at least something to be at, not even excited about, just like to depend on at that point. <laughs> Yeah, you they're uh, you know there to rely on, and you don't have any. You have an airport. Yeah. That's All right. <laughs> so let's do the quick. So let's do the quick recap. So yes. we would rather be instead. So no, we don't want the flames. So we said the Hurricanes. We said Columbus. We not Columbus. Colorado, Dallas, Edmonton, the Kings, the Devils, the Islanders, the Rangers, Seattle, Tampa, Toronto. And Vegas. So that's about 13, 14 teams. Again, we're right in the middle. Yes, the Flames are in the soggy middle. And then we said definitely no to Anaheim, Arizona, Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Montreal, Ottawa, Philly, and Seattle. And then the maybes, we said San Jose, not San Jose, excuse me. We said Pittsburgh, Washington, Detroit, uh, the Kings, and the Wild as the maybes. So we're the, like we said, the flames are in the middle. We're like, yeah, we're not the we're not the shortest person at the bar, but we're not the tallest person at the bar either. Yeah, we gotta we gotta have the ten dollar bill in our hand over the crowd to get the bartender's attention to get help. Yeah, they're I mean, not seeing us as standing no. at the bar. No, and that that's okay. Yeah. We'll just keep riding this wave, I guess, because yeah. this just feels uh, like the long term plan because we are. In at the end of July, pretty much. Yes. Here we are. But uh, yeah, that does it for today's episode of Locked on Flames. 
Thank you, Nick, for coming up with such fun ideas for these last two shows. Make sure you are subscribed to Lockdown Flames wherever you're getting your podcasts, and of course on YouTube as well. Free 99 across the board, and you can follow us on Twitter at JustBelmosto and at Nick Zararis. And Nick, do you have any parting words for us today? Uh, drink water, it's hot out there. <laughs>